Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, drop the subject begins now. You are in luck. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Yeah. I'm Allie. That's Jarrett. And uh, lo- lots of stuff to talk about today. We also have a show quiz coming up a little later. Uh, so you can I always love a good quiz. Huh? I love a good I quiz. Love a good Whether quiz. it's BuzzFeed or just you know how or long Buzz you'll feed. survive in a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> I mean, any of that stuff. Any of those personality quizzes. It's a way for us to get to know each other a little better. And it's a GMA day, so that's kind of on brand as well. So for the Wednesdays. questions continue there. There we go. I, Speaking of questions, though, I do have a question for you. Have you ever had a haircut that you loved but other people hated? No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, I've right. always I've always kept it. <laughs> well, thanks. So we'll on. be back. Well, I, I generally that doesn't happen because I I'm very conservative with my haircuts. Uh-huh. Like, I don't yeah, you generally kind of, tend you to were go telling me you've kind of had the same. Like, this is the longest your hair's ever been. It's still not that long. I mean, it's right. This is the longest it's been in a very long time, probably in more than 10 years. It's been about this long or shorter. Okay. Yeah. I've had a lot of different hairstyles. Uh, sometimes I think they're great ideas. Then Facebook memories changes Yikes. my mind. And, uh, I like your mullet. Okay. Yeah, I never had a mullet. It, it was a mullet. No, it was not a mullet. It, it, was, was, a, a, it was a short haircut. It was a business that in the front out. and a party in the back. No, it was it, a mullet. No, it was short. On all sides, eventually it grew out and it looked a little uneven. It was not mullety. Oh, you mean like a mullet? No. Got it. Okay. God damn it. All right, we're moving on. <laughs> My haircut I'm now. I'm looking at the photo because we tweeted it. It's fine. <laughs> I have probably the gayest haircut I've ever had in my life, right? Part of it's shaved on the, left, on the left side. I've got that undercut thing where it's shaved underneath and the back of my head. Oh, so I it's the opposite okay. of a mullet. Okay. See? Oh, I didn't know it was shaved. Short okay. in the back. Super lesbo. So lesbo. The undercut, I think, is like the new short nails. Oh, totally. <laughs> the <laughs> short like, nails? Yeah. Okay. I, I saw a girl who I thought was a total lesbian, and then she had long ass nails, and I was like, nope. Okay. Uh, that's a really easy indicator. Anyway, I have this haircut now, but it's not even the hair. Like, people t- seem to like the haircut. I like the haircut, but it's. The fact that I decided to wait to dye my hair, I have not dyed my hair in probably two months, which is a really long time for me because I have a lot of gray hair. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this before. Which I had no idea you had this much gray hair. You can see now yeah. because I got the side of my head shaved like you know normal with this haircut, but I did, haven't dyed my hair. So the left side where it's shaved is all white, basically. Yeah. There's little strips of brown, but it's all white. I'm going to take a picture while you're talking so people can see it. Okay. So, I also found the mullet photo. Going to retweet that. No! Yeah. Why would you find that so fast? <laughs> so the reaction that I've gotten from this haircut is so visceral for a lot of people. It's been really, really interesting to see the reaction because I... I just haven't dyed my hair. I'm like, I haven't gotten around to it. I also have that spray that I can use if I want to do my, you know, make it all brown. And then there's some days where I'm like, F it. I don't care. I have gray hair. All right. You know what? I'm starting to get a little bit more into embracing it. But a lot of men really love my gray hair. Oh, And a lot of women hate it. Like, what do you mean? What do they say to you? So, well, I was, I was at some, I was having drinks with some friends um, over the long Thanksgiving holiday last week. And uh, there was a couple friends that I don't really know. They were friends of friends. Anyway, we're all sitting there at the table, and the, and one of them's a hairstylist, but they're all like in beauty, mm-hmm. the beauty business. So I, they, we got on the subject of my hair, 
My stepdad and my uncle were both there, and they were like, "I love your hair," and they and they were like touching it, and they were like, "I love the gray. I didn't know you had so much gray. It looks awesome." Like went out of their way to tell me how much they liked it, and then one of the girls was like. Well, yeah, but you're too young to have gray hair. And I was like, but I do have gray what hair. What does that even mean? And she was like, but it does. I mean, and then this person was like, well, you know, when people come into my salon and they want to like embrace their grays, I usually am like, well, you know, that's fine. But also you should know that it is going to make you look older. And then my, my uncle was like, yeah, but, you know, your your face is young. Like, I don't think that it really makes you look that much older. And I was like, also, I don't really care. Yeah. I was like. I don't, I'm kind of getting to the age where I don't really care what people think. And if I like it and my wife likes it, those are really the pe- people that matter the most to me. Yeah. So I was like, I just don't really care what people think anymore. And then they literally said, yeah, well, you should care a little bit when people think. Okay. How close are you to this person? Not that close. Okay, great. This person's an idiot. <laughs> um, I, I completely like reject the idea that you're too old to or too young to do anything. I feel like, Emmy, how old are you? 26. Emmy is 26 years old and has dyed all of her hair gray, right? And like it's a style. But the idea that you're too young to be gray is, first of all, fallacious because you are gray, right? right at your age. Like that is so stupid to me. Now, mind you, I get it. People like what they like or whatever. But the idea of telling you that you're too young to be gray is completely ridiculous. But then also on the other side, I get that I'm too old to make all of my hair gray. So if I were to go all gray, like Emmy has her hair all gray, no, I've you're also not. been told that I'm too old to do that because if when you're really really young and you look young already, it might you know the the gray looks better. I I completely <laughs> reject like, that too. Yeah, I, that's what's driving me crazy is that the reaction is crazy. And when when that girl told me that, well, you should care a little bit what people think. I was like. I guess I would love to hear one good reason why I should care what anybody thinks. Yeah. I, and then I, they just kind of laughed it off and were blah, 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 blah. And I was like, man, this is crazy. But then I was at Black Friday shopping and a random guy stranger walked up to me and said that he loved my hair. I, I wholesale with his wife. the idea that you need to care what people think. I feel like if you feel good... That is what matters the most. And I mean, mind you, we work in media. We're in front of people every day and are putting ourselves out there. And so, like, there's definitely definitely vulnerability and we care about how people respond to things and all that kind of stuff way more than we should. But, like, in a perfect world, we wouldn't care about any of that. Like, what matters most is my opinion about what I'm doing and how I look and feel. And I guess because of the project that I'm working on, too, I'm thinking a lot about what's, where, do, where that comes from. Where does that stem from? Why do I need... To, and especially if the thing in my... In many women's heads is to care about grace because of what men would think about exactly. it. And then to have men be the ones that are going Telling up to me and liking my hair. Yeah. So I'm just saying, yes, body positivity is wonderful. And I think we should extend it to hair positivity, everybody. It's a part of your body. Have yeah. some damn hair positivity. If you're going gray or whatever, I've gotten many messages from women as well saying, uh, you know, that they that that they really enjoy that I'm embracing it and, and you know, being honest with my hair color. So there you go. That. Awesome sauce. We've got to take a quick break. More Drop the Subject after this. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. All right, drop the subject with Jarrett and Allie. You know that we are always here to help people in need on this station, on mm-hmm. the show. And, and give them a voice. There, yeah. I mean, we've helped a lot of people. We uh, we gave, gave some a person in need, uh, a trans woman in need, an endless pasta pass. Mm-hmm. I would actually love to check in I was with her. Say, we should check in on her and see yeah. how that's going. I would love to see what she's ordered. I'd love to see where she's living because I know yeah. she was kind of up against eviction pretty soon. So I'd love to check in. 
Uh, anyway, there is another woman who needs our help now. And uh, Twitter is already getting behind this, so we might as well follow suit. Oh, so then it's totally legit. Mm-hmm. Someone please help the woman from Peloton's new awful ad. Oh, God. That is <laughs> a headline <laughs> that is circulating. People, I, I'm sure as we speak, are starting a GoFundMe for this poor woman. And uh, This woman who bought a Peloton, so she's got the money. She bought it, and I, I will say... My sister just purchased a Peloton bike. Your sister is my favorite person on earth. She, I actually told her over Thanksgiving that we are going to do a segment about her Twitter. What did she, she say? She she was cracking up. She was like, that sounds perfect. Uh, and so we definitely have to get that going because reading her Twitter is, oh, it's good stuff. It is. So, uh, but yes, she bought a Peloton bike, which just, you know, gives me a further complex about my sister being younger, but a lot more successful than I am. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about the woman in the Peloton ad. Now, this is a new ad, and this girl has just purchased a new Peloton bike. She's a little nervous about starting her routine, and I know you haven't seen this yet, Jared. Mm -hmm. So, we're going to watch it together, and... I want you to just get a good glimpse because the, the the terrified look in her face is really what has people talking. <laughs> this is a talking. real commercial. Yes, this okay. is a real commercial that's circulating right now. Okay, you ready? Yes. Now. <gasps> a Peloton? Give it up for our first time ride. All right, first ride. I'm a little nervous, but excited. Let's do this. Five days in a row. You surprised? I am. 6 a.m. Yay. Rising with the sun. That was totally worth it. Let's go, Grace of Austin. 50 rides. She just said my name. A year ago, I didn't realize how much this would change me. Thank you. This holiday, give the gift of Peloton. Okay. So, in the in the ad, I know that you can't see it, but... She has this look, she's doing these kind of selfie videos going like, hey guys, it's day four. And then there's another part where she's waking up at 6 a.m. and she looks effing exhausted. She looks on the verge of death. Uh, and this is given to her as a Christmas present from her husband. Uh, and she, the look on her face is freeze framed and put on Twitter for all to see because she looks really... <laughs> Like she's having a hard time with this bike. And Emmy aptly pointed out that after a year, she looks exactly the same as when she started. Well, this is one of those things where it's like you shot a commercial in two days, but said it was over the course of a year. Like her hair isn't any different. <laughs> nothing she's, is her different. body hasn't changed. At all. Like nothing about her is different. And it's like... What is the point of this commercial? It's really bad. Yeah. So uh, the woman's terrified face is, <laughs> this is according to one article, but there's many, many people talking about this. Uh, it's so disconcerting. Her distress so obvious that's an imp- that it's impossible to focus on anything else that's happening in the ad. She's already trim and gorgeous. And yes, even though exercise should be about more than self-image, it's clear that this woman is trying to compensate for something. Is it her crumbling marriage? Her husband's not so subtle suggestions to drop a few pounds? The zeal with with which she attacks the Peloton clearly speaks to some deep unfulfilled need somewhere in her life. I mean, I feel like the body positivity people would be like, well, sh- maybe she didn't need to change her body. Maybe she just needed to feel better. And, you know, sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This commercial is just really weird. And, like, I don't understand, like, who is supposed to see this commercial and then be, like, completely inspired to jump on the Peloton bike. Oh, I know. Well, the, the point of the ad is to get you to buy a Peloton bike, yeah, right? And now fail. the point of the ad is to save this p- poor Peloton right. woman. It's like, honey, get rid of the bike. Let it go. 
somebody tweeted and, sell, and said, uh, absolutely 100% chance that the husband in this Peloton ad is abusive. <laughs> oh, no. I, uh, I feel like I want to see them do an ad where people hate the Peloton. Like, just go completely against culture and let us, like, talk about Peloton. I would love to have a second ad where she's destroying the Peloton just on the street, like, smashing it exactly. into car windows. Exactly. Somebody else said, in the Peloton ad, she is working on her... Uh, she is the she's the one working her ass off through the montage, and at the end, she thanks her husband, who sits there smirking. Sometimes it's a bit too real, really disturbing. Message received, ladies, exercise harder slash be thinner for your man, and then thank him for it. And then thank him for it while he sits there and watches you, Sophia. We never see him on the peloton. No, we just see him being like, "Good job, honey." Uh, Sophia Benowit Blanc on Twitter said, "I'm going to marry the peloton wife and let her do whatever." <laughs> she wants <laughs> and bake her garlic bread every night and give her scarves for Christmas. Mm, garlic bread so, every night. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, join the movement, people. Let's help the Peloton lady. I would love to get the Peloton lady on the show. Let's get her. I want to talk to her. What because, else is she doing other than riding a bike? I mean, I, I clearly she needs saving. Uh, so we have to help her and uh, you can join the movement here at Drop the Subject and on Channel Q always doing right by the people here Uh, more (laughs) Drop the Subject on the way don't go anywhere Drop the Subject the new Channel Q Drop the Subject with Allie and Jarrett on this lovely Wednesday and uh, we're going to talk about this story now where this teacher got fired usually when a teacher gets fired it's a I don't know. It's it's always like a controversial thing. Yeah. It's usually about somebody spouting out Bible verses or the opposite. <laughs> or well, someone's just a little too liberal and then they're like, okay, you can't like Trump bash on an in a in a, on a test. Well, this one isn't necessarily too far away from the spouting Bible verses kind yeah. of thing. So this headline comes from the Huffington Post. It says, teacher fired after criticizing student who expressed thanks for his two dads. What makes this story crazy, because you'd think, oh, you got everything you needed there in the headline. Not the case. Uh, it says a substitute teacher in Utah has reportedly been fired after delivering a homophobic lecture to a fifth grade class upon hearing an 11-year-old student give thanks that he would soon be adopted by his two foster fathers. Okay. First of yes. all, wow. That's why you, you say they're... You think you have everything you need in the headline? Oh, but there's so much more. Then, so this isn't just a teacher. This is a sub. Yes. So the sub comes in, and not in even her comfort zone by any means, right? And decides, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and speak up about this to this foster kid yes. about their foster parents who is a, who are about to adopt him. Like you're a trash human being, <laughs> and to have an 11 year old boy. Be, I mean, I, I guess, you know, reading this, this kid was in foster care for years. Yeah. Like, how excited you must be just to be adopted exactly. after that long. Especially if you're really grateful for them. Like, the, if, if that's what you're saying, um, when you've been asked, they asked the entire class, it says, um, uh, this reportedly came after she asked the students to share what they were most thankful for ahead of the Thanksgiving holiday. What's crazy to me about this, though, it says um, that when she was going off on this rant, it says two of the students actually left the classroom. Excuse me. Three girls left the classroom and got the principal who then escorted the woman out of the building. Um, So, like, she was going off. She said that's nothing to be thankful for. Baby. (laughs) Like... My gosh. Could you imagine? It's The kid's so like, wild. I'm so thankful that I'm getting adopted. It's so exciting. I'm thankful for having parents. That's nothing to be grateful for. Yeah. 
That's... I'm just like, oh my God, this woman is crazy. So apparently the, the principal ended up going on a Facebook video shortly after and said that the incident on the 22nd, um, he was told, the substitu- they told everyone basically that the substitute teacher would not be coming back. And he said um, that the Isn't student- that the point of a substitute teacher? I know, right? Um, they said that, um, that this student had been in foster care for years and has been through two failed adoptions. So his Aww. thankfulness was genuine. And it's just like, it's heartbreaking to hear that this kid had to go through that but i also appreciate that like they had other students that were willing to stand up for him oh yeah and you know say like that is not okay i wonder what the regular teacher is like my god (laughs) can you imagine teachers even worse i was gonna say can you imagine being the regular teacher and hearing this happen in your class so what happened while i was out sorry i had the flu i could imagine like a a really good teacher would be furious about something oh yeah absolutely especially if you're teaching foster kids and you get very connected to the kids. I mean, especially if you're teaching the same grade. Some some teachers stay with the grades. Same grade, move all the way up. So, yeah. I mean, you get really invested in these kids. And then to have like a sub come in and be yeah. like, you're a sinner. Have you ever had a teacher say something awful to you or you say something awful to a teacher? I have never said anything awful to a teacher. Uh, there was a teacher, a music teacher that I had when I was younger who hated me for mm-hmm. some reason. And I can't even think of anything specific that he said to me, but he definitely made me feel like a piece of crap. And I just don't know why Like he had it out for me. or Because mm. I was super, super into musical theater, and you could tell that he was just kind of a, a guy who didn't really get to do what he wanted to do yeah. in life and then he was just a kind of an angry teacher and he just had this out for me to like squash my dream i remember in third grade oh, i was in fifth grade excuse me and i remember miss schneider Ooh, oh your I, nostrils flared miss schneider um I, she was never my teacher but i remember her pulling me out of class one day and one of her students had said that i'd gotten two older guys to like threaten him or something i'm sorry what and i was just like and she was like furious with me and she took me to the principal's office and all this and i had no clue what she was talking about so they just made it up i i don't know i'm guessing it was some other student that had done this but like i had no idea what she was talking about it was the first time i'd ever been accused of something and like knew full well that not only did i not do what you're talking about i have no cognizance of even what you're talking about um and so that was really traumatic to me as a kid being well, like yeah. trying to defend myself but when being you like, have no evidence of the contrary but you also right. know that it's not true and i'm like i don't even know like two older people that would do that I'm like, <laughs> right. what are you talking what are you about saying? i mean you got a teacher fired well she quit she okay. did, i didn't get her fired but oh. she she voluntarily quit after <laughs> dealing with me what did you do i was in 11th grade and much like your teacher ali she just hated me yeah. like i was a brat and i would talk a lot fair enough but um she would send me the dean and i was close with the dean like the dean i i was like in sports so the dean never really like got me in trouble and like that really made her mad and so i got sent back from the dean and um she was like what's your dad's number like i'm gonna give him call and i just like this is when i like had enough and i was just like my dad is like a very like an important working individual he doesn't have time to take out of his day to talk to someone like you oh, and nice. she burst out into tears no. and just, just like, from that yeah like I, I mean i was like giving her sauce other than but i remember she i don't remember what i was saying to her i was just you know discussing things Yikes. and being like a little a little bitch i was <laughs> so you know but like people in 11th grade they know how to hit those 
Yeah. The, they know how to push the buttons, all the buttons. I remember I remember being in 11th grade and I had a teacher who was like really, really furious with the class one day and she was like yelling at us and I... <laughs> It wasn't the worst thing to say, but I, I recognize now she must have been having a really bad day. And I raised my hand and I was like, uh, Ms. Klotz, you're at a 10. I need you at like a four. Oh, my God. And like, I feel yeah. really bad for doing it. But like in the moment, it was like, you're doing a lot, sis. I yeah. need you to chill. Yeah. And that's how we knew Jarrett was gay. <laughs> There's that part, too. Yeah. I the, the, I think I was a camp counselor once and um, for like a summer. And there was a kid who said something like about a shirt I wore. He was like, whatever, that shirt's ugly. And I was just like, ah, like it I'm hits you. And you're just like, I hate you, you little brat. And you're like, I want to quit. I hate you. So kids know how to really poke at those uh, those holes in your self-esteem. Anyway, uh, we'll have more Drop the Subject when we get back. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. All right, Drop the Subject. Allie, Jarrett, uh, Wednesday Yes, you listening, great. Uh, if you want to, head on over to wearechannelq.com. There are all kinds of wonderful things there for you, including a once-in-a-lifetime trip for a chance to meet Lizzo, oh. hang out with her, meet at greet. Okay, it's not just a meet. You're also greeting. And that includes round-trip airfare to Las Vegas, four New Year's, two-night stay hotel accommodations, at the Cosmopolitan, which, hey, you know what? Whenever I go to Vegas, I can't afford to stay there. So you will have a wonderful <laughs> gift. Uh, two tickets to the Lizzo concert, as I said, at the Chelsea. Two meet and greet passes and a $1,000 shopping spree at Dia and Company. So that is a fantastic prize that we are offering you. All you do is go to wearechannelq.com to register to uh, for a chance to win this. And this is a national contest. So, you know, all that good stuff. The competition is on. It's it's yours to win. Just register. Gotcha. All right. Um yeah, that's going to be a really cool one for it someone It is. Else. I kind of just want to go and pay on my own. <laughs> okay, uh, drop the president. Drop the president. Of course, we got the news yesterday that uh, keep Kamala and carry on is not going to be a campaign slogan yeah. because there is no campaign anymore. Kamala Harris dropped out. Yeah, it's really sad to hear it. Um, we talked about this yesterday, and I told you guys I think we're probably going to have... I was saying before Kamala dropped out, I think we got three people dropping out before the next debate. Now that Kamala's dropped out, I expect there probably would be like maybe five more people dropping out. Um, that might be that might be over overshooting, but. Kamala has come out and said that this was one of the hardest decisions of her life. This story comes from the San Francisco Chronicle, by the way. Want to shout out to our listeners in San Francisco that are listening on 1550 AM. Yeah, AM. Alice 97.3 HD2. Really, uh, Really hard story, though. Um, like I said, this comes from the San Francisco Chronicle. She's obviously one of our California um, senators. She was the district attorney in San Francisco and the attorney general of California. A lot of deep roots here in California. She says, I've taken stock and looked at this from every angle and over the last few days have come to the, one of the hardest decisions of my life. My campaign for president simply does not have the financial resources we need to continue. I, I the the our reporter says the same thing I'm thinking here. The timing was a surprise, she says, but this announcement was not. In recent days, um, news swirling around the campaign made it apparent that it was a question of when, not if, Harris would give up the presidential pursuit that she launched in January with a high energy rally that brought twenty thousand people into the streets of wow. Oakland. So yeah, she obviously was a I very remember that. highly anticipated campaign um, and candidate, and you know it's ending in a way that I did not expect. Um, especially after that second debate where she had all that attention on her. But, you know, here she is. Well, speaking of people who should probably drop out, Tom Steyer 
has made the news because he uh, he it's not like he's been doing that great in the polls, but he did pull a great one on Donald Trump because he snagged a Cyber Monday deal that no one else was able to get. <laughs> and that is the Keep America Great Again domain name. I don't know how it's possible that this domain was still available. But Tom Steyer's presidential campaign says that the Democratic billionaire candidate, he nabbed the www.keepamericagreatagain.com domain name under his campaign's own branding, which is pretty awesome. I just... So this is one of those things that I think someone thought was like a cute idea, but like does not really matter. No, it doesn't. But it's kind of like a ha. Yeah, exactly. So if if you go to keepamericagreat.com, it like takes you to a a Tom Steyer website that says Trump is a fraud and a failure. All caps. (laughs) Um, Get your bumper sticker. Buy it now for a dollar. Is that what the bumper sticker says? Trump is a fraud and a failure? Yeah, that's what it is. It's TomStyre.com. Trump is a fraud and a failure. You can buy the bumper sticker. (laughs) Um, And I mean, sure, I think people will buy it just because of the message. But like, I, I... I feel like they did this and thought like, oh my God, Keep America Great is available. Someone who works on the digital team was like, oh my God, did you guys know this is available? We should totally do this. Well, it's funny because he said Trump's campaign prides itself on hoarding websites of the of political opponents. So it seems that they already do this. They like Trump and his campaign often buy domains of other of their opponents so that they to screw them. Which is messed you, up. I bought JarrettHill.com when I was nineteen years old. I was you like, would. that's I, not surprising well, because at all. I wanted my name in as many places as I could, just in case. And I've I've had it ever since. Yeah. Did you get the .org, .gov, .edu, .all the other ones? Might have. You did. I can't confirm or deny. Mm-hmm. But I, I just I felt like I knew that I knew the trajectory I wanted to be on, and I felt like I didn't want another Jared Hill to get it. I used to always like befriend Jared. Are Hills there other oh, on Facebook? Like, there, there's plenty of there's other Jared Hills. Yeah, there's actually a Jared Hill in my home, my neighboring hometown, who's a student athlete, and he's like a protege. And I keep getting Google alerts by him. And no it way. Kind of annoys me. Let's get him on the show. I'm gonna have him killed. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. He's actually a, a, like a golf prodigy. He's supposed to be really, really great. So. Oh, he actually, probably yeah. really wanted JaredHill.com. Can't well, you guys actually, share? I actually will reach out and get him on to be on the I show. I would love to talk to the other Jared All Hill. All right, we'll take a quick break. I'm gonna reach out to Jared Hill. Maybe he'll be here when we get back. Great. He won't be. <laughs> Drop the subject. The new channel Q. So welcome back to Drop the Subject. I'm Jared. That's Allie. So Allie, you had this idea for us to do a game. You wanted to find a young person. You're like, we should call your sister. My sister's 19 I years old. I gotta find a young person. <laughs> a, a young person. Where? Uh, my sister's 19 years old. She's in not even your second year of college now. Yes, I am. Uh, how's how's um, college now? So uh, you were uh, you were talking about how Billie Eilish didn't recognize something, and that started the idea for this. She was on, yeah, she was on Kimmel. I think it was, it must have been Sunday night yeah. or whatever. Last week. Uh, yeah, 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 uh, last weekend. And um, they were asking, Jimmy Kimmel was asking her questions about things that she knew and didn't know about the 90s and the 80s and what, what have you. And uh, they said, do you know who Madonna is? She said, yes. And he said, do you know who Van Halen are? Or name name one person in Van Halen, and she said who, and so it was this big trending 
Twitter hashtag mm-hmm. over the entire weekend where everyone was like, oh my God, Billie right. Eilish doesn't know who Van Halen is. So, so okay. I figured we could talk to your sister and figure out exactly what she knows versus what we know. So Nandi, we want to ask you a few questions and see if you know what these things are. Nandi has no idea what we're doing, by the way. She's like, what do you want me to do? Um, so we're going we're gonna to ask you some questions and we have some sounds to play for you to see if you know what they are. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. Who was Tina Turner married to? Ike. Okay. Right. What was the name of the movie? Oh, it's not Proud Mary. Oh. You got you got Ike right. The movie was called What's this Love Got to harder. Do With It. Yeah, that's a little harder. Oh. So I love that you got Ike. I'm impressed. <laughs> I love that you got Ike. Okay. What I don't think Tina Turner agrees. Well, yeah. Point taken. Um, what's one thing you could die from an Oregon Trail? Oregon Trail? Is this a history lesson? Whoa. Okay, you, so are do you... Do you know a- what Oregon Trail is? No. <gasps> you don't know what Oregon Trail oh, is? no. Oh, the horror. What year was that? It was, uh, it, it was a game. It was a game that was created in 1985, and uh, it was super fun. You basically went uh, went on the Oregon Trail to try and find gold in California, and then uh, you could die in many, from many ways. Just about yeah, you could buy, die from a snake bite, exhaustion, measles, cholera, typhoid, dysentery, all kinds uh, of stuff. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. Um, Nandi, what's a Tamagotchi? A Tamagotchi? Oh, it's like those little like ritual pets. And if you left them for too long, they definitely died. Okay, nice. All right. Nice work. Okay. Um, what is Star 69? Star 69. Man, I definitely knew this. Is that like how you hide your phone number? You're close. Yeah, no, but yes. I mean... Close it, enough. Yeah, it's 10, close enough. It's, I think 1067. Emmy was looking it up. I think 1067 would block your number. You mean star 67? What did I say? 1067. Oh, sorry. Star 67 would block your number, but I star, star 69, 69 was would, when you call someone back. Right. Because we didn't have caller oh. ID, so star 69 would call back the last person that called you. Oh. Yeah. Well, that was like when we had house phones. That wasn't on your cell phone, though. Okay, here's a really hard one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what is 10 10 3 2 1? 10 10 3 2 1. Is that uh, counting down before filming something? That's oh. so cute. Oh. 10 10 3 2 <laughs> 10 10 3 2 1 used to be a code that you could dial for long distance calling. Oh, yeah, definitely would not have known that. <laughs> yeah. We could have also asked you what is long distance calling. Exactly, right, right. Oh. Um, okay. <laughs> Emmy has a sound to play for you. Tell us what you think this is. Okay. Do you know the sound? I can't hear it. Oh, no. Okay. Oh. Hold. We're going to turn it All up right. higher. Let's Hold try on. it again. All right. Do you, okay. know what, do you know what this sound is? Uh, any, any idea? I know it's so I want to say reading rainbow for some reason. <laughs> it reading rainbow? Oh no! Wow. Okay. That, Take a look. <laughs> see the book. That was the window sound from when you turn on the Windows computer. That was a tough one too. That was hard. Okay. Oh. Um, Emmy, what's the next one? All right, we have. This is the sound round, part two of the sound round. Do you recognize that? Oh, it's like one of the. Can we replay it? Play it yeah, one yeah. More time? Play it one more time. One second. (laughs) 
Oh my god, it's just like a, it's like a home video sound opening or something. Like I know this, but okay. Think NBC. Does that help? <laughs> NBC. That, that's the sound from the more you know. Yeah, it was a, oh. a it was a series of public service announcements that was on NBC Family. Do you know what a public service announcement okay. is? Yeah, because they turned into a meme on Twitter, and that's how I know that. Yeah. Ah. It's a gift yeah, that now, makes, too. That yeah. makes sense. Okay, we got one more sound for you. Okay. All right. Listen closely now. Do you know what that sound is? Is it from a computer or some type of electronic? Yes. that That's uh, very nonspecific. Is it like an error message? Um, let's try one more. This is another one from, from the, the same, same thing. thing. You've got mail. <laughs> oh, Aim, like yeah, yeah. Good job. nice. Okay, Aim. um, yeah, you did so, pretty good on you that. Did actually, pretty good. Yeah, Yay. Oregon Trail was the one that blew my mind. She was like, "Is this a history lesson?" Because even that got kind of came back. Yeah, yeah. Well, Nandi, thank okay, you so we much. Did that in class, but we never called it the Oregon Trail. It was like, oh, you're a pioneer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Gotcha. Well, I know you got to get to class. I love you. Thank you for playing with us. Thank you, too. You're welcome. <laughs> Bye. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, Allie. So in our pre-show meeting, you were talking about something that, going to be honest, made me a little bit jealous. Um, You were asking, like, do you still have stuff that your parents still pay for? And I was like, no. And my parents <laughs> really didn't pay for things up until, the, up until a couple uh, of years ago. Like, I only had one thing that my parents were paying for. Um, and now I, I hear my dad talking about, like, uh, student loans. But those have been paid off for years, so calm down. Okay, but they did pay He paid off student- one of my years of school, yeah. Okay. I had... Uh, all right, a couple things here. With student loans specifically, I had no idea that I had student loans until I graduated. Really? Yes. And oh, then girl. my parents said, your graduation present is that we're buying you three months worth of a place to live. And by the way, here are your student loans. Oh, my God. And I was like, what? You're like, I'm sorry, come again? I was like, this is adulthood. This sucks. See, for me, I went to a community college the first two years, and I paid for that. And then I went to a private school in Atlanta, and that was super expensive. And then oh, so they I went paid to a public for, school. Yeah. So okay, yeah, I had no idea about student loans. I didn't even know about the concept of. I knew that some of the kids in my school were get, going getting student loans or right. whatever, uh, or had been given scholarships or grants or whatever. I didn't know that I was one of those people. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I was like, wow, wow, that must be hard. Where'd you go? <laughs> Uh, I went to SUNY Purchase was an a- in the acting program. I was looking at SUNY Purchase when I was looking at schools. Really? I just thought the name was pretty yeah. cool. Uh, yeah. Okay, so what uh, It parents... was a very ugly building, but it was a pretty area. What um, are your parents still paying Well, for? yeah, my parents... So my mom still pays, and I'm embarrassed to say this, but actually I should be proud. She still pays my cell phone bill. Why are you embarrassed to say that? Because I feel like I'm an adult, and I'm in my 30s, and I should probably be paying my own cell phone bill at this point. So my parents were, I was on my parents' phone bill. To be clear, my parents got me a phone like my senior year of high school. It was like a prepaid phone. Hated it. Ended up going and get my own phone. Did you ever have a pager? Oh, yeah. I had a pager for a while. I had a pager for two weeks, and I lost it. The Jelly Belly days, I had a pager. Oh, yeah. And was figuring out pager codes. But I got my own phone, and then I had my own phone for probably a decade. And then when I 
moved. I went to go take my parents to get new phones because their phones. I was like, you guys and these raggedy phones, I cannot deal. So I took them to Sprint to get new phones. And the Sprint lady convinced me to get on a family plan because my bill would go from like $130 to being like 40 bucks if I was on a, on a family plan. I was on that family plan for years yeah. and was like, you know, sometimes I sent my parents the money and sometimes I didn't. See, I think that that's why a lot of people end up, you kind of get grandfathered in to not paying for stuff. Yeah. Because, you know, I I had a cell phone when I, as soon as I got a cell phone, I was on a family plan. I've yeah. always been on a family plan. And I think it's always been cheaper even for my mom to have everybody on a family plan. Yeah. So I have, to this day, never paid a cell phone bill. You also steal their cable. Okay, I steal my in-laws' cable. Oh, oh, well, that's so, completely that's different. That's completely different. <laughs> but even my my wife, her uh, her parents up until recently, her dad would kind of deal with her car stuff. Mm. And so she, if her car needed something, then it'd be like, okay, well, you know, let me take it in and see what's going on. Uh, now she is dealing with car stuff herself, and she is a moron. I feel like when if, she walks in there, she's like, I don't know what all the belts are. I feel like Here's if I went pedals. Home, if <laughs> I lived like, in the Bay Area, uh, I feel like my dad would probably take care of some of my car stuff. Right. He because my dad and my uncle are both like mechanics, and they like not like by trade, but like they are very good with the cars. And so I. I think my dad would probably want to like take lead on that, but none of my brothers or sisters on my dad's side live in the Bay Area, and on my mom's side, only my little sister lives in the Bay Area. So I don't know if they're still paying for something for her. Well, either. we've gotten responses from a couple people on this. Uh, someone said that their parents still pay for their gym membership because they have a family gym membership, mm-hmm. and that's a great thing to get grandfathered into. I wish you, my parents were paying for my damn it, membership. even if it's just the why. She's oh well, isn't that free? Yeah, I don't no, know no, no. I'm just saying I'm like my. Gym membership is the one of the most expensive things and it's like i wish they were paying that yeah somebody else just like me my parents uh have cable they have all they have showtime they have hbo and you better believe we have all their login information and we are able to stream whatever we want Uh whenever we want and that's what we kind of manipulate i feel like i'm being ageist because i'm like you know what's great is all of the showtime and the hbo you should get that well they have no idea that that they never watch stuff all the time actually i just realized as you were saying that my dad is on my Hulu. Okay, so there so you go. So look at me giving back. If he's going to make comments about you not supporting him in his old age. Listen, I've been paying for Hulu for you for a long time. Side note, my Hulu is free because it's through my phone plan, but that's not important. <laughs> um, so, I, I, yeah, I wish my parents were paying yeah. for something else. You're basically paying for ad- an at-home care provider. Uh, <laughs> drop the subject comes <laughs> back right after this. <laughs> Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. News It or Lose It is back. She's played the music. Allie's getting ready to throw some things out. I'm getting ready to <laughs> oh, All right, I'll put this water bottle <laughs> You're hoping for a three for three because we have a new song to play for threes. Uh, what you got for me? Okay. Headline number one. The next new food trend is very appealing, to say the least. Huh? Oh, God. Mm-hmm. News It. Just for the puns. Headline number two, why you always seem to have room for dessert, yet another food-related story. I know, this is not even a Monday Munch report. Allie, I feel like you're not playing fair, but news it. (laughs) Headline number three, and I feel bad because I stole this one from you. A California lawmaker wants to find those who send unwanted D-pics. You're cheating. I'm cheating because I did two food ones and a D one. (laughs) You're cheating because this was my story. (laughs) You, you're a D. All right. Uh, news it. Ha ha! 
Fine. You're about to She's see got a three for three. This day. is that new music. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, found for us. These are the words that come right now. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents News It or Lose It. News It or Lose It is back. That music always brings something brighter to your day, including Allison Johnson with a three for a three. So mm-hmm. tell me what you got. All right. So there's a new food trend taking America by storm. And I guess we've gone away from bee pollen and collagen, and we've gone to eating the skins of fruits. <laughs> we thought the, we're unedible. Depends on, on the fruit, I guess. Yeah. Well, you know, it is Channel Q, so we're always going to cover any fruit-related stories. Um, <laughs> there is a new trend where they have figured out I'm how sorry. nutritious... This <laughs> makes me think of Will and Grace, and it's like... Will is get he goes home for Christmas and it's like oh mom were you upset mom was upset because you brought a fruitcake no because I am a fruitcake sorry go ahead fruitcake okay eating banana peels is now the new trend for a healthy weight loss so hey if you see a banana peel on the ground and you're like oh no that's disgusting uh, pick it up put it in your mouth because apparently it helps you lose weight uh, oh I'm listening okay they are an amazing super fruit bananas in general but now people are saying don't throw away the peels it has a lot of nutrients in there and it helps you lose weight I've actually heard this about um Orange rinds as well. Orange rinds have a lot of nutrients in the actual rind. And I remember in college I saw this girl was eating an orange and then she was scraping her teeth across the peel itself. And I was like, what is wrong with you? Are you doing? And she was like, there's a lot of nutrients in there. And I was like, you have an eating disorder. (laughs) It's like something is wrong with you. There is something wrong. Uh, So they do say not to just... Uh, like, I'm not encouraging anybody to open a banana, eat the banana, and then just shove the peel into your mouth. I don't okay, think that's what they're like, saying. I'm going to pass. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I would rather be fat. Yeah, exactly. Um, because also, they say, you know, the, you know, the dirty dozen and the clean 15 when it comes to organics. So the dirty dozen and the what? The clean 15. You've never heard of that? No. There's... Uh, I mean, have you heard of the the Dirty Dozen Clean 15? There are 12, I think, fruits and veggies where they're dirtier than others, so you should always buy them organic, like oh, strawberries okay. and peppers and things like that. Like things, things that have a lot of pesticides and stuff yes, like that. Yes, and then bananas are, I think, in the Clean 15 because they have that protective skin. So they're, so okay. you don't always have to buy organic yeah, yeah, yeah. bananas because they're going to be pretty well protected. Uh, not the case, I'm guessing, if, if you decide to eat the, the peel. peel yeah. But they do say to just kind of chop it up and put it in a smoothie. I'm guessing the cleaner ones are the ones that generally tend to have something that you could that you generally would not eat the peel, like an orange or a banana mm-hmm. or like a mango or something. You know what like else that. is good? A skin peel talk is uh, potatoes, oh, potatoes. Even though we're losing them all, <laughs> we are losing them all, so we might as well keep the skins. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on. Why you always seem to have room for dessert? It has happened to you before. Finish a big meal, feel really full, you're stuffed, you could never eat again in your entire life. And then they say, would you like to see a dessert menu? And you're like, yep, yes, I would. Uh, Let's order six things and get one spoon. Uh, So the the science of this is that you actually do always have room for dessert. And it's a phenomenon called sensory-specific satiety. 
satiety, satiety. Yep. Uh, Sounds about right. <laughs> so, Dictionary.com, word of the day. Yep. There's a scientist by the name of Barbara Rolls, awesome name, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> she describes the experience as, I've just had enough of that food, I want something else, is really what sensory-specific saci- satiety really is. Oh, I'm sorry, what was the word? Satiety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One more time. Satiety. Satiety. I'm not making fun of you. I generally, genuinely don't know what this word is I don't know what I'm reading. I don't know what either. So this was a study that was done at Penn State University, and uh, they ran a test based on scientific experiments that you know Barbara, Barbara, good old Barbara Rolls conducted, and uh, they gave people a serving of macaroni and cheese. They told them mm. to eat until they were full. One day after they said they were full, they gave them, much to their displeasure, more macaroni and cheese. But on another day, after they had achieved the full feeling with the mac and cheese, we gave them ice cream. Participants ate three times the amount of ice cream as they did the second thing of macaroni and cheese. They ate. So everyone's eating mac and cheese till they're full, right? Right. Then they're giving them more mac and cheese. Like, yeah. oh, by the way, hey, bonus mac and cheese. And they eat like Afterward. a little bit more. Got it. Then one day, instead of giving oh. them the second mac and cheese, they gave them the ice cream. So interesting. And they ate three times as much ice cream. That's really interesting. So I was saying to you before, uh, like maybe in the week or two ago, whenever I hear about a study, I'm always really curious about the methodology and how they're doing this kind of study. That's really interesting. Actually. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. All right. A California lawmaker is on a mission. To stop people from sending unwanted D pics. I don't think anyone is like, oh, cool. I didn't really want this, but this is this is fine. Uh, so th- there is a there's a, this guy Ling Ling Chang of Diamond Bar, California. He was elected to the California State Senate last summer. Uh, oh, she, sorry, she gave out her phone number, thinking that it would be a great way to get direct feedback from constituents. Comments poured in, but so did a bunch of D pics. What? And now she's on a mission to get basic. She's she has a proposal suggesting that cyber flashers, you don't do you don't need a trench coat anymore, would be subject to an infraction on par with a driver receiving a speeding ticket. I'm actually not mad at this. As a gay man, I feel like I'm supposed to understand this a little bit better. I just do not understand why someone sends a D pic without like being asked for it. <laughs> Unless you're like on Grinder or something, right. maybe. But like just texting someone a D pic in the middle of conversation, I just don't understand like the thought process behind. It. All right, we'll take a quick break. We got more drop the subject coming up. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. All right, Jarrett. Drop the subject, Allie and Jarrett. And um, I went over some new terms recently. Uh, of course, LGBT is a moniker that's, you know, pretty limiting now. There's mm-hmm. LGBTQIA plus question mark. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of stuff now. Question mark? It's Yeah, there's questioning. Well, there's there's the Q, but the yeah. Q said question mark, and I was like, oh, is that somewhere? I mean, sure. There's like a divided sign, Why I think. Not? There's like an asterisk. <laughs> A greater than, less than, which is a little problematic for some people. I get it. <laughs> so I was a, uh, I was uh, hanging out with a friend earlier this week who is polyamorous. Started talking about polyamory, and she mentioned a word called adelphogamy. 
And I was like, is that just someone who loves Adele and can only make love during Adele songs? I don't know. So I figured it would be a good opportunity to do another coming to terms. Absolutely. Let's do it. Where we can break down Sesame Street style some of these terms because, let's be real, it's confusing. There's always new ones and there's no harm, no foul in learning a little bit here on Channel Q and learning together and also just being honest about ignorance. About not getting it. About not understanding. So, I found this glossary of poly terms specifically. I'm going to tell you there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven terms just in the A section. What? Under this polyamory, poly... It's like a full glossary. Glossary, yes. So, this uh, edition of Coming to Terms is brought to you by the letter A. (laughs) We'll start with the first one here, which just says abundant love. The belief or philosophy that it is possible to love more than one person at the same time. So that's that term. The word abundant love? Yeah. Okay. That's something that is used among poly people. Okay. Let's move on to adelphogamy. It's also called fraternal polyandry. And it's a specific term of polyandry practiced historically. This doesn't happen that much now. Practiced historically and occasionally still practiced in some portions of Tibet and Nepal in which a set of brothers is married to the same woman. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yikes. That's got to be a nightmare for her. Well, if it's twins, then it's probably pretty great. I mean, if it's like the Hemsworth brothers or something... Maybe. But if one of them's like all scraggly gargoyle. Right. If it's like the Wayans brothers, like, <laughs> you know, you can get it you can get it from every direction. But like I just don't know like how many people really want to be married to a set of brothers. I, just, I don't know. And then, you know, there's gotta be animosity there. There's all kinds of family baggage, literally. Yeah. Anyway. Uh okay, let's move on to adult buffet. <laughs> yes, please. Adult buffet just sounds like a, Sounds like grinder. <laughs> Yes, you're right. <laughs> it gets like, come uh, on. That's what it says here. No, <laughs> nice. It says, it's a specific type of group sex in which a group of consenting adults get together for the purpose of sex, and each person in the group is free to have sex with any other member of the group he or she chooses. This sounds like, like true polyamory. This yeah. is like true poly, and also it's it originated with the swinging community. I know I've said this before, but like my eyes were completely opened by the by this uh, series on Showtime called Polyamory Married and Dating. If you have like the Showtime app or something, you can go back and watch it because it's years old now. But like the relationships on that show were really fascinating to me. And it's kind of like this they've had in the show, they had like parties where there'd be multiple polyamorous um, people or couples or groups um, that were all kind of at a party together. And like, did the thing. Yeah, they did an uh, adult they, buffet. They did multiple things. And they went and back for seconds. Exactly. <laughs> because they're polite. Oh. <laughs> you see what we did there? I see. That's a callback yes, to yesterday's show. that's a callback from yesterday's show. There you go. Um, uh, all right. A couple more before we have to get out of here. Agamy literally means no gamos, and it means it's a state or condition of not engaging in marriage. Oh, okay. So there's that. Alt.polycon. Now we've got a dot in here. Yes. Otherwise known as APC. Alt.polycon. Yeah. Okay. I thought that this was just like... A game at a convention? Yeah. That's what I thought too. Like, you going to Polycon? 
Yeah. Which is just basically a giant adult buffet. Yeah, but then you put alt in front of it and I start to get to cringe a little bit. It but. is a long-running annual... Oh, it is a convention. We're idiots. Uh, it's a long-running <laughs> annual convention of polyamorous people and in, uh, and people interested in polyamory organized by the members of the Usenet news group alt.polyamory. Interesting. And then finally, Ambiguous Sweetie. Gotta, I'm sorry. They've got to be doing a lot of hooking up at the Polycon. I mean, to be the founders of Polycon. I just, you got to be getting it all the way you've in. Got, you've got a repertoire of sex toys in your house. Like you, <laughs> like people have wine cellar. Yeah, absolutely. They have that for sex toys. And then right. finally, Ambiguous Sweetie, really quickly, a partner with whom one's relationship is ambiguous or not clearly defined, often intentionally. Ambiguous Sweetie. I hate that. <laughs> Ambiguity in relationships drives me insane. Yeah. We have to take a quick break. We'll be right back. More drop the subject right after this. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. All right, drop the subject here with Jarrett and Allie. I am getting ready for my uh, my trip here. I'm leaving for Nepal and then I'm going to India. I'm going to an Indian wedding, and Katie and I have had many discussions about what to wear for this wedding because we want to be <laughs> respectful. We want to be, uh, you know, we want to wear whatever they want us to wear, yeah. right? And I'm looking at these invitations, and it's a little stressful because I don't know anything about where to shop or how to get any kind of traditional Indian uh, attire. So we have, I guess, somewhat of an expert on the phone. We have Stella on the phone. This is somebody that you know that uh, that has been to many an Indian wedding and can help. I've met Stella through a friend of mine, um, and she's like, Stella is perfect for this because she participates in a lot of Indian weddings. I don't want you to be the white lady that ends up being a meme for doing the wrong thing at the (laughs) I mean, I want to be memed, but not for this reason. Yeah, so Stella is joining us. Hey, Stella. Hey, how's it going, guys? Very good. Thanks for Thank having you. me. Thanks, of course. So, um, Allie, what is the first thing that you are, are a little bit concerned about having to wear or do at the wedding? Okay. Well, the first thing is that there is... I have an itinerary here, Stella, because you know it's multiple days. And there are mm-hmm. different outfits we're supposed to wear on each day. And they said that I have to get at least two saris... So that already, mm-hmm. I, I I have learned through my research that the sari is just the 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 wrap the wrap around. Am I right? And then there's more pieces to it, but I don't know what the other pieces are. So I don't know how to walk into a place and say, "Hey, I need," I don't know what. I got you. I have some solutions. <laughs> okay. Okay. So uh, let me just go through this really quickly, and then you can help okay. me. So uh, mm-hmm. Monday. Let's see. Hold on. Okay. Monday, December eleventh. It is. Mm-hmm. It starts at 8 p.m. and it just says onward. There's no end time. Right. It says that the dress code is Indian festive or Western formal. Okay. No idea what that means. Then Western formal. That's here. Like whatever is formal. So am I? So then, um, Stella, am I supposed to wear just any dress that I would wear to a wedding? Are there any uh, restrictions as far as should I wear something conservative? Like I don't want to look like a like a hussy. All right. Okay. So two questions for you. What is this event on Monday? Like, is it a specific ceremony um, or is it just like a gathering right okay. before the wedding? All right. Let's see. Uh, Dece- let me see. December. Okay. It says, please join us for an evening of dance and music to celebrate. So that's just a, p- okay. it's just a party. Yeah. I think, honestly, to tell you the truth, um, Indians are really excited to host outsiders at our gatherings and we just love the fact that you guys are attending um 
pretty much anything that you would wear to even a Western wedding out here is acceptable. Just know that we go a little extra so you can go heavier with your makeup or your hair or just have crazy accessories. A lot of my girlfriends who've gone to both or even just my more Western Indian friends, they'll wear like a traditional Western, like a gown or like a cocktail dress, but they'll um, staz it up with like a shawl that has like embroidery on it. So you can just kind of work with what you have in your closet and you shouldn't feel too overwhelmed. Just know there's probably a lot of dancing, so you just want to be comfortable in what you wear. Okay, so wearing like (laughs) sandals or something is going to be more important than wearing heels. Yes, or just be prepared to take them off at some point. Oh, I believe me. I'm prepared to take them off at all times. Okay, so I'm going to bring a couple options there, and then I, maybe I can even buy something nice and flashy to wear over what I've got. Yeah, and um, there's two designers that I truly love, and they're actually Western, like East meets West, and there's one, she's based out of Canada. Her name is Moni Jassal. You can check her out. Okay. There's a lot of pieces that are like East meets West, M A N I. That's one word, and then Jassal J A S S A L. Okay. So I she has the perfect okay silhouettes. I think you'll love it. Um, there's another business based out of New York, and it's called Holy Chic by Mega. So it's H O L I Chic, like C H I C. Hey, I love a good and then punny by name. Mega. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. Great. Um, and then. And then, so then on December 11th, that's the actual wedding. Oh, wait, sorry, what'd you say? Mm-hmm. No, but you'll get info from those two places there. Okay, perfect. I'll look into it. Okay, now December mm-hmm. 11th, that's Wednesday, that's the wedding. It says, the, starts at 7.30 p.m. onwards. The wedding ceremony <laughs> is at 10.55 p.m. Oh, wow. And the dress code is Indian traditional. What do I do? You can be as elaborate as you want. This is probably the day that if you did find something that feels super traditional and elaborate to you and you want to dress like a princess, you could do it. And the thing with us is that we don't mind if you are overly dressed. If anything, you will feel more just self-conscious if you're underdressed. So just don't Mm. double think what you want to wear. Anything that feels good to you, you can wear it. And think of this as like a nice chance to just go all out. Okay. Um, colors, there's no restrictions. We love color. Vibrancy just means a lot to us. It just means, like, you know, there's life and everything. Um, generally, the bride wears red, but it's okay as a guest to even wear those tones. Um, what kind of separates the bride from all the guests that are female is just the fact that she's going to be dressed, like, extra, extra, extra. And the guests are probably just going to be a little bit less extra. <laughs> oh, we got time for one more question because we're almost out okay, of time. Okay. Yeah. My last question for you, uh, Stella, is that we were talking on the phone with Sid's mom. Sid's mom is the the uh, mother of the groom. And we asked okay. what colors. And she said, well, the family's going to wear red, so you can wear red. Now, we're not fam- technically family. Mm-hmm. So should I, should is it going to be disrespectful if we don't wear red? Should I feel like I should wear red? I don't know where to land there. Um, Indian people overextend themselves. Like I said, they love welcoming you and you in. So if you want to wear red, she's pretty much giving you the invite to be coming as a member of her side of the family wearing the red. And if you don't, it's totally fine. As long as you look good, they'll be happy. Okay. But it's a kind gesture to wear the red. 
Yeah, but she won't mind if she doesn't either. Okay. She's just trying to make you feel as comfortable as possible. Got it. All right. Oh, very okay. nice. I am going to, uh, Emmy, did we record this? Because I yes. want to send, okay, I would like to send this and take it with me and, and uh, that'll help me so much. Stella, I'm, I greatly appreciate it and I would love to just explain how everything goes afterwards. Maybe we can check in after. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, Allie's found this quiz that's asking what is our vibe and I'm a little nervous because I don't even understand what this means. Um, but that's coming up next. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, it's quiz time here on Drop the Subject. Gather round, play along. It's BuzzFeed time. <laughs> BuzzFeed has, of course, been... I mean, not all the quizzes that we do are BuzzFeed quizzes. Some of them are absolutely ridiculous. And we still do those ones. But... um <laughs> This is an interesting one that I thought we could do as a show, a little show quiz. Uh, and I mainly want to do it with you first, Jarrett, and see, because, and I haven't done this quiz either, but my okay. wife did it. And it is the official vibe check assessment. Now, I have to say, before we chose this quiz, there was another quiz that you were looking at that's, uh, how long would you survive in a horror movie? And I said, as the black guy in the room, I'd be dead first. <laughs> cracked me up. I was like, was this the first question? It was just like, are you black? Exactly. Dead. Are you black? Yes. Oh, so sorry. <laughs> it's like the end of the quiz. And, and the second question, the question first would have to be, is Jordan Peele directing this film? So <laughs> Because like, then you'd be the last man standing. Exactly. If, if the movie would be about me. It, if it was, if it's it was true. Jordan Peele. But it's funny because I think that when horror movies first started, it was always the black guy died first. Absolutely. The and black then, guy or girl. Black guy or girl, and and the black girl was always the friend that was like, "Come on, Cindy, you gotta exactly. like get out there and be a normal person." And Cut then they are being hacked to death. Yeah, exactly. And then we reached a point where they made comp. So then the, the black guy or girl in the movie would be like, "Well, I'm the one who's supposed to die first. Like right. they would make comments right. about it, and then they'd last like one more person exactly. before dying. Then and there's then, like the blonde white girl who's like the cheerleader or something. She dies, and then the black guy. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah. They like swapped them. Right. Exactly. Uh, so so uh, anyway, this quiz. The question is. It's the official vibe check assessment. So the first question. First, how would you how would your friends describe you? Okay. Extroverted, quick witted, emotionally intelligent, loyal, energetic or support- supportive. I'm going to answer for you. What? Do you want to answer for each other? Oh, OK. OK. I think. How would your friends describe you, Jared? I believe that they would read you as emotionally intelligent. I could see that. Okay. I'm I would click say that for yours you. would be quick witted. Whoa. Thank you. I mean, you're a comedian. Like, come on. Okay. Okay. Second question is how would your family describe you? Okay. Happy go lucky, creative, funny, sensitive, nurturing, or mature? Yeah, I guess I can't really ask, ask this question for you. Maybe mature? I would say they probably would go creative first. Your parents would. Yeah. All right. I'm cl- are you clicking for yourself or are you clicking for me? I'm clicking for you. Okay. I'm clicking for you too. Okay. So Yours? Uh, you're going to go with creative. Yes. All right. I would say funny. Okay. Yeah. So yours family would say you're funny. Okay. Yep. What do you like to do with your free time? Go on the internet, go outside, read, exercise, hang out with friends, or write? All right. For you, I'm going to say just because of your screen time alone. Yikes. I'm going to go go on the internet. That's probably true. Because you love a good meme. I do. I do. And I spend way too much time on Instagram. <laughs> um, okay, what about you? Let's see. Uh, I am a lesbian, so I do like to go outside. I was going to say, you're always talking about hiking or camping. And I read, but I don't read books. I listen to books. Right. So I would go uh, go outside. Okay. Next one. Do you think people's first impressions of you are often accurate? 
Yes, I'm an open book and come across exactly as I am. No, I can seem closed off when I first meet people. It depends on my mood. I adapt to the social situation, so it's hard to say. I'm not sure... Or, I don't know, but I hate meeting new people. Okay. Uh, well, for both of us, I'd say I hate meeting new people. No, no that's I'm not just kidding. Me. I'm just kidding. Cat, uh, I don't know. I, I'm i trying to think of when I first met you and what my first impression was of you. Mm, good point. Good point. I think I would say for me, um, I, I, t- I would say, I s- oh, this is so hard. It's hard. It's impossible for the person to answer for themselves. Yeah. Too. Again, the options are open book, seem closed off, depends on the mood, adapt to the situation. Not Should we sure. just both say I'm not sure? Know. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> sure. I guess that is the this right one. This is really what we feel yeah. is that neither of us are sure. Okay. All right. Um, if you could give your younger self any advice, what would it be? Don't take everything so personally. Only open up to people who genuinely care. Allow yourself to let loose more. There's nothing wrong with needing alone time. Tell those you love that you love them or advocate for yourself. All right. I'm going to add you're gay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. That's what I'd like to tell my, my younger self. You're a mo. Got it. <laughs> you're a mo. You're a mo. Uh, let's see. I, I, don't, I, I can't answer this for you. I, for me, I would probably say allow yourself to let loose more. I think I'd probably say that. To, actually, I don't know. I made out with a lot of people. <laughs> it didn't say get loose uh, more. It says let loose more. All right. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. Um, I'm going to do don't take everything so personally. Okay. I think I took myself a little too seriously. When all right. Um, which quote resonates with you the most? People who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. That's Fake such it. a stupid quote. That's Fred. Um, that's um, Henry Ford, and it's my favorite quote. Fake <laughs> is it that to, true? Yes. Fake <laughs> it till you make it. Creativity is intelligence. Having fun. Everything happens for a reason, or this too shall pass. All right. Well, uh, I have no idea what yours would be. Whether you think you can <laughs> or you think you can't, you're right. That's mine. I don't. That doesn't make any sense. It is. It's because it's about self fulfilling prophecy. If you say you can do something, you're much more likely to do it than if you say you can. I see. That's mine. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna say everything happens for a reason. Okay. So I'm clicking that for you. All you're right, clicking I'm for click me. Whether you think for you, you can. Okay. Okay. Right, we have to take a, quick, a break. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we've got to finish up this quiz. You're gonna learn. A little bit more about us. We're going to learn our official vibes. Yes, absolutely. We'll take a quick break. More Drop the Subject right after this. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Drop the Subject returns for the exciting conclusion of the official vibe check assessment. This is courtesy of BuzzFeed, who is uh, not giving us money to do this quiz. But regardless, we press on. Well, there we go. Nevertheless, we persist. Allie and Jared. uh, That's also a great great (laughs) quote. Not listed. Uh, But we've learned a lot about each other, including what... uh, uh, what our first impressions were of each other, uh, you know, what we do in our free time, how our families describe us, and now we get to the final two here, and then we can finally decide once and for all what Jarrett and Allie's vibes are. What's the next one? The next one is, what do you think is your worst quality? Oh, God. A lack of self-awareness, oversensitivity, stubbornness, lack of confidence, overindulgent, or lack of motivation? Hmm... Okay. I think I'm a little overindulgent. And I immediately think of food when I say that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll click that for you. That one's mine. Um, I would definitely say 
stubbornness. I okay. am ve- a very stubborn person. Okay. Uh, so I guess I'm going to go with that. But I can't be. I can't be a little. Uh, okay. I'll go stubborn. Stubborn. There you go. Stubborn. All right. Lastly, how would you describe yourself? Good intentioned, big hearted, clever, friendly, lively. Or introverted. God, none of these. None of these apply to me. Uh, uh, I would describe myself as shrill. That's not on here. Okay, okay. Um, a great Hulu series um, with A.D. Bryant. Really good. Uh, I don't see chapstick lesbian on here anywhere. Uh, all right, for you, let's see. I'm going to say good intentioned. I was going to say tread lightly. I was, uh, uh, okay, I'll say good intentioned. Okay. I was going to say big hearted. Um, but that's because I have an, an enlarged heart. Um, you do? No, I don't. I'm just, oh. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my God, let's get you somewhere. I would say big hearted because I'm always like worried about people and their feelings. Um, oh, that's for you. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry. I thought you were good intention. I'm going to switch this now. Okay. And for yours, what are you going to say? How would you describe yourself? Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I don't know. Uh, introverted at the very least clever all right i'll do clever okay so you and i just got our vibes yes your do you want yours first sure it says your vibe is chaotic vibe what wow that's crazy i don't feel chaotic i don't think so it says says, let's face it you have chaotic vibe which is like a trademarked term apparently uh it says you're loud gregarious a little high maintenance and the life of any party you have a tendency to project your anxiety onto others but besides that party on with your chaotic vibes and it's both chaotic vibes with the with the spongebob kind of letters like up and down like yes uppercase um that's wyland okay what does it say is mine I don't know if I agree with this, but you, Jarrett, have weird stepdad vibes. What? So it's what does that mean? Probably the best thing I've ever heard. Also, not what I think your vibes are, That's but so you know, BuzzFeed when they make their decisions, they stick. And like you said, this stuff is trademarked. It's completely scientific. It so. says, "No offense, but you kind of get off, give off weird stepdad vibes, which means that you're probably not sure how to approach certain social situations." That's hilarious. Despite your best efforts. Try not to try so hard, and then hopefully you'll stop seeming creepy and start coming across as a gen as the genuine person that you really are. That, Emmy's face is completely <laughs> red, laughing over there. So. That's- Hilarious. Allie and the Weird Stepdad will be back with more Drop the Subject. It's Chaos and the Weird Stepdad. Chaos and the Weird Stepdad. The new morning show or afternoon show or maybe future canceled show very soon. We'll be back. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. All right, Drop the Subject with Jarrett and Allie. Just wanted to quickly tell you about a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for New Year's this year. Do you want to spend New Year's in Vegas? Sure. Do you want to spend New Year's in Vegas with Lizzo? Sure. Yes. Do you want to spend New Year's in Vegas with Lizzo and meet Lizzo and then also get round-trip airfare and a hotel stay at the Cosmopolitan and a $1,000 shopping spree? Figured I have your attention by now. (laughs) So this is a national contest. It's online only. You're only getting it here on Channel Q. So just go to wearechannelq.com in order to enter for your chance to win. Again, this is a two... I'm so jealous. uh, Yeah, two-person round-trip airfare to Vegas, hotels, tickets, meet and greet with Lizzo, amazing, 
WeAreChannelQ.com. We talked about this before. The hotel is the Cosmo. Like, it's not a bad... No, it's, it's, it's no nice shabby sticks. spot, right? Yeah, pretty cool. Okay. So, I saw this headline, and I thought this was really interesting. Uh, we all know Michael Phelps, the Olympic champion swimmer. He's been, you know, very well celebrated and, and is on many a Wheaties cover. Um, Wheaties box. <laughs> that is how we measure success in America. <laughs> it says that uh, this Olympic champion has three boys. Three-year-old Boomer, one-year-old Beckett, and nearly three-month-old Maverick. I um, mean, he's talking about parenthood and pursuing his passions while he was doing an interview um, for this campaign he's on. And when it comes to the subject of his son's potential future in sports, he basically said he didn't know. And he's not like pushing his sons to the pool. Um, He says it's a touchy subject because I want the boys to be able to figure out who they are and find out what they love themselves. Maybe they'll happen to go into swimming. I just don't think it's fair to to them to have to live in my footsteps or do what I've done. I just don't think it's right. And I think that's awesome. Yeah, I think it's great too. I mean, I remember when he won all those gold medals, there was a spread about him and literally scientifically breaking down his body and his wingspan and how incredibly unique his body is. And Mm -hmm. that's why he's able to swim as fast as he is. So your mind kind of goes almost like thoroughbred horse mentality where you're like, well, of course, then his sons are going to have this also amazing wingspan and they're going to be incredible swimmers. But it's great. See, on one hand, if they are going to be incredible swimmers, you want them to start as early as possible if they want to do that. Right. But if they don't, then you don't want to be pushing them and give them a complex about it and be like, I'm never as good as my dad. They could have like the same like anatomical, like gene, anatomical gene pool lottery that they're Feet or something that makes them the but fastest I remember, people ever. I've been I've been tall my whole life, and I remember like a guy asking me like, "Do you play basketball?" And I was saying no, and I literally heard him say out loud, oh, "What a waste!" And I was like, no. "I can hear you." <gasps> and my dad like uh, he was he. I think my dad wanted me to play basketball for a long time, but then kind of let that go. And he was like, yeah, he's probably not going to go into sports, but maybe he'll be the person to sign your contracts or something like that. And like had like some kind of other answers to kind of be able to answer that. But it was like, hurtful to me yeah. to be like, um, I'm also a person, by the way. Right. Like, I know that your dreams for me are basketball, but God forbid I have some You're for like, myself. My heart is down here. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So. Wow. I want, so have you ever tried to play basketball? Yeah. I mean, I was okay in basketball. I just never cared about it. But you, you were like, did you have skills? Did you say think that you were actually good at it? No, I okay. mean, I wasn't like particularly good. You didn't have like a really good shot, or you could look, do a Ellie. Slam I'm dunk. just tall and black. Let I just want to. Just saying, what a waste! Break. No, I'm just kidding. We'll, we'll take a break. Coming back. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. It is time for the Gay MA. This is something that we do every single Wednesday, where we get to ask each other a question. Allie's a white lesbian woman. I'm a black gay man. It's an opportunity to ask a question that we may not be able to get the answer to somewhere else. So, Allie, you're up first. Yes. I'm going to ask you a question now, Jarrett. That's the point. About... Uh, no, I'm just going to give you blanket statements. Okay. We're going to completely change the subject. Totes change fun. Here. Right, <laughs> I'm just going to tell you things. <laughs> About yourself. About your own self. What type do you have as far as you know you could classify bears you could classify wolves Mm -hmm. otters Mm -hmm. twinks what where do you ever fall into a certain spectrum there 
And have you ever deviated from that if you do have a specific type? Mm. And why have you deviated? Interesting. Okay. Um, a, a multi-pronged question here. Mm-hmm. I would say that my... Gays love prongs. <laughs> I see what you did there. That was a euphemism for... Never mind. Um, <laughs> I would say that my type tends to be more of like a clean-cut type of guy. Um, like beefy, mus- muscly, or no? Well, I mean, I do like a... When I say clean cut, I mean more like grooming and like the way that they dress. Um, and I, I do like a guy that tends to be more on the fit side, um, but I don't like a big muscle guy, like an enormous. Like I, I always like say, rock. like the Rock used to be really hot to me, and now he's like such a he's like a walking like gym. When you can see more than fifty veins on the neck alone, it's too that's much. more of a turnoff for it's you. It's too much. Yeah, I like a guy that like. Has a, a fit type body. Like, it doesn't even have to be that because, like, I don't need you to have abs. Like, I'm an arms and chest guy. Okay. Um, so, if you had, if, if a guy had like big, ar- like nice arms and chest, but a beer gut. Maybe. We'll see what the <laughs> face and the hair look like. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, because I don't like guys with wild hair. I like a guy with a good haircut. Mm. Um, I, I don't like a crazy long beard. Like, that doesn't turn me on. Um, and so those are generally, like, visually, those are the things that probably are the most important to me. Um, so upkeep is number yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say that, have I deviated from it? Not a whole lot. I would say the the most different guy that I ever dated was a white guy, but he was pretty clean cut mm-hmm. and in decent shape. And why did you end up, like, what about him was different to you and what attracted you to him to deviate um, from your type? Well, I wouldn't say white guys weren't my type, but they were. I've definitely had not been in a relationship with a white guy before him. Uh, this was in 2015. But I would say, like, we had, like, this, like, instant, like, connection kind of thing. And, like, we were very fast and furious. Like, we were in a relationship within, like, a week and a half. And so it was a very fast thing, but it also ended very quickly. Hmm. Um, and he was the last one, I'll tell you that. Oh. But, I mean, I'm not saying that I wouldn't date another white person. Um, but I will say that, like, especially... I don't think we would have worked um, because he had like some race issues in his family and that would have been a big issue for us moving forward. Like, I think his brother would have been a Trump supporter. Oh, no. Um, Why did you have to like go that. that white guy? I'm saying, right? Like, now, but <laughs> like, this, really was, white. <laughs> this was pre Trump. Like, he wouldn't have been a Trump supporter, but his brother would yeah, have been yeah, a Trump yeah. supporter. Yeah. Because um, he was like, he, I know that he had like hesitations, even though he wouldn't say it about like introducing his black boyfriend to his oh. family. And like, I know that for sure um and like he started dating someone the day we broke up and it was an asian guy and like culturally asian people are always much more accepted into a white family than a black person or a latino person an asian person will can normally come yeah of course first, because yeah. they get the stereotypes that they're successful and smart and exactly. all that stuff yeah, yeah. so when you uh when you broke up was was race an issue in the breakup um no it was more about him not being out and I was on TV every day. And so, like, I'm, like, out, out. You know what I mean? Um, it was about that and, like, some frustrations around uh, communication. And, like, he'd met the person that he started dating the day we broke up. He'd met him two days before. So I think also he was like, I want to be with this person. Oh, so he had already made a con- conscious choice, you think, in your mind. I believe so. Ah. I don't know that to be true. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, but, like... There's plenty of evidence to support the theory. Hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you for that, Jared. You're absolutely welcome. All right. We're going to take a little moment. And then when we come back, it's Jared's turn to ask me something. Will it be the same question? Who knows? 
Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. We're back with the GMA. Allie just asked me about my type, um, which makes me think of the song that I love from Saweetie called My Type. That's my type! <laughs> um, anyway. Um, so, Allie was asking me about my type and whether or not I've ever deviated from said type. And I talked a little bit about how I'd done that. Um, well, I, I deviated from what I was used to. I'll put it that way. Um, as opposed to my type. So... Alison Johnson, I actually had a different question for you, but now... But now you want to ask me the same question. I want to ask you that same question. What would you say is your type? And I would imagine because you've been with Katie for 10 years, either Katie is your type or you've probably started to lose what that type was. Yeah, I guess now Katie is my type. Um, <laughs> what was your type pre-Katie? My, I didn't really have a type, to be honest with same, you. Yeah. I dated a lot of different people. Yeah. I... Um, I never really dated like only white girls. I dated, um, I've dated white girls. I've dated black girls. I've dated uh, an Asian girl. I dated a Colombian girl. Um, So I never really had any kind of like type in that way. Um, I guess I was just really wanted them to be hot. (laughs) I can't stand it. So as long as they were hot. Like were they hot? I mean, I was like in, Um, but I. I guess I always was with, I don't know, because I, I, I'm trying to think of like femme, femme versus butch, mm-hmm. because most of the girls that I dated were more feminine, mm-hmm. but I did and date- And you have that mullet, so- I, I didn't have a mullet, okay. It's on Twitter right now. And you know what? When I had the mullet, which I did not have, by the way, I was already with Katie. I'm sorry, when you had the when mullet? I had, when I had the not mullet. You can go to our Twitter page the, right now. The haircut in question. is a mullet. Did you post it again? Why do you find it so quickly? <laughs> it's on Twitter. Uh, um, no, uh, I, I did date a butch girl once, and you know we hooked up like a couple of times. A butch pal, if you a will? But, she was a butch pal. She was more than a pal for a couple, for like a week. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, yeah, this is cool, but not really my thing. Your stews. Yeah. Uh, most of the girls that I've dated have been pretty feminine or like tomboyish or butchish, but not like stone, like not like a stone butch, mm-hmm. not like a super like androgynous butch. Um, but I always also liked dating dancers. Okay, I get that. So anybody, Dating a dancer is a good thing. Yeah. Like, when I was in college, we had the same uh, building as the dance company, mm-hmm. and we would, uh, you know, watch some of the rehearsals and stuff, and I would always fall for the dancers. I'd be like, yes, mm-hmm. uh-huh, mm-hmm. uh-huh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. Even if the face wasn't great, I was like, you got the dancing, I'll I mean, do it. Just the dancers, it's like, it, it gives you all the indicators of good other it things. It really does. Yeah. Yeah, 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 so it was good. Um, and I guess with Katie, I never really dated anybody like Katie. How so? Uh, like, I've never dated anybody that really looked like her. I've never dated anybody with her personality. Um, I definitely... But I guess that's a good thing because mm-hmm. I obviously it worked. It's working out great. But she was the first person that I met that I felt like I knew right away, mm, uh, okay. even on a friend level, just being like, OK, I get this person and she gets me. And uh, and with other people, it was more like, hey, oh, I don't really like should I text? Should mm-hmm. I this? Should I that? It, like we were like real on that level from the beginning. And so that's kind of what set her apart. And I had never dated anybody with bangs. Well, that's a big step. It was a very big step Mind for me. You, I've never dated anyone with bangs either. 
but yeah, so, I, can, I can understand that. Yeah, but I guess I don't really, I never really had a specific type. It was always just whoever, whoever fit the bill. That was a good, that was a good time for me. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I've always said that I don't have a type, but I feel like I kind of like I, when you were asking like, what do I tend to date physically? That kind of type thing happens. But I do feel like I have dated all kinds of different guys. Mm-hmm. I will say I've dated a few too many actors in the last few years. And I'm like kind of burnt out on that. Mind you, none of them had bangs. I never really did. I made out and I slept with some actors, but I never had one as a significant other. And because mm. I, I think that because I was going to be dating a girl, there'd be just too much competition. Mm. Like I already had it with my actor friends. Yeah. I didn't want it in my relationship also. Interesting. Because it was like, oh yeah, I'm going on this audition or I booked this thing and it'd be like, oh really? What was that? Uh, especially if Katie was an actress, we'd be going out for the same yeah. young mom roles. Because you guys look exactly the same. Because <laughs> we look exactly the same. Right, right. That's why I got this haircut, okay? It was just so people could tell me and my wife apart. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I I guess that's it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll take a quick break. We got more Drop the Subject coming up right after this. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. All right, that music means it is time for Democracy to Rain here on Drop the Subject. It is time for News It or Lose It. Allie, I've got three headlines. You've got three votes. Let's do it. 2019 hasn't been easy, and the word of the year proves it. It's the <gasps> dictionary.com word of the year. Uh, how can I say it out of the dictionary.com word of the year? Boom. I don't even need to know what it is. <laughs> McDonald's is testing out a fried chicken sandwich to compete with Popeyes. Ugh. Oh ridiculous. Listen, I'm willing to do the work. Um, (laughs) And I've got good connections to McDonald's, so I'll see what we can get. Uh, Finally, the FBI is warning that smart TV you just bought might be spying on you. Oh. All those stories coming up next. Next. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents... Lose it or lose it. News it or lose it is back. We've got three headlines because I'm a badass. Hey, we both got three for three. Okay? Yeah, whatever. So anyway. Um, it's got to be about you. I'm excited about this one because, you know, every day I bring you as one of my News It or Lose It stories, either the dictionary.com word of the day or the word genius.com word of the day. Whichever one is better that day, I usually pick for the show. Well, dictionary.com has its word of the year. And I saw this this morning and I was like, oh, it's arrived. So right. I'm going to guess. Stress. Okay. Stress? Yeah. Why, why stress? I don't know. I just feel like everyone's so stressed. <laughs> well, CNN has done a whole write-up about this. They say if your 2019 went anything like ours, it sounded a lot like this. What is happening? What does it all mean? How long will the human species stay alive if the planet <gasps> is on fire? They say these are all powerful questions. And according to Dictionary.com, we've been tackling a lot of heavy stuff in 2019. That's why the site chose as the word of the year, existential. Oh, my Lord. This is basically, I'm correct. I'm just going to go ahead and say I'm correct. No, you weren't too bad. Yeah. It says the word inspires us to ask big questions about who we are and what our purpose is in the face of our various challenges. And it reminds us that we can make choices about our lives and how we answer answer those questions. So, yeah, I think a lot of people are thinking about the big existential questions about, like, who am I? What do I want? You know, where do I want to go? Those kinds Mm -hmm. of things. And then over time, you know, in the course of history, we've asked these questions 
things infinitely and we never seem to know the answer. Yeah. So well, that's the other thing that's frustrating is that you will always have these questions and you might never necessarily, we, you personally or you as a human species may never know the answer. Well, it also says um, in, in a year defined largely by themes of threat and crisis, the word kept coming up in searches, such as that often followed events that in, involved climate change, gun violence, and democratic institutions, they said. Oh, Lord. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people think about, you know, the robot takeover, the animals taking over, uh, you know, the, the climate just taking the planet back and all of us going extinct, moving to Mars. I mean, all of these things are being talked about on a regular basis. Well, in the grand theme of news it or lose it, um, the dictionary.com word of the year is existential is an adjective. It means of or relating to existence or of or relating to or characteristic of philosophical existentialism concerned hmm. with the nature of human existence as determined by the individual's freely made choices. Sweet. Yeah. There we go. All right. So McDonald's is uh, jumping into the fried chicken sandwich game. And, you know, I might have to call the people at McDonald's <laughs> because we, you know, the LGBT <laughs> okay. community is still looking for the official chicken sandwich. They are, honey. Um, Linda's been working on it very hard. It says that the chain is uh, testing out a crispy chicken sandwich made with a fried chicken filet topped with butter and crinkle cut pickles on a potato roll. McDonald's is also testing Wait, it out. Wait, potato roll well you know like potato rolls like something uh, people it, it's a it's not like potato but it's um i don't think a potato roll actually contains potato but yeah but it's like often like the dinner rolls that you have like at thanksgiving or potato rolls huh i think i'm just gonna go ahead and say i think that's too soft well i mean the the um popeye's got the, the brioche. brioche is pretty soft but they got a little crisp to it. There we go. They say McDonald's is also testing a deluxe version, which has tomatoes, lettuce, and mayo in Knoxville, Tennessee, and Houston, Texas. The tests are make, taking place right now through January 26th. If you're in Knoxville or Houston, please let us know. Yes, eat it and call us. I was going to say, tweet us or DM us um, at DTS Show on Twitter or Instagram and let us know what you think about it. Or um, call us. Yes. We, 83377-CALL-Q. We want to know about this. I'm excited about this. I mean, it looks... Uh, looking at see. the picture of picture. it, it looks... Let me see what this damn It looks pretty sound. basic. No, nope, um, It like says it. McDonald's already serves, obviously, the McChicken. Um, it says out a number of different chicken sandwiches, but its offerings have failed to inspire the type of excitement surrounding other popular fried chicken sandwiches you, you, a la Popeyes. You know what I don't want to look at when I'm looking at a chicken sandwich? I don't want to see with my eyeballs that it's dry. Mm. And that's what I'm looking at right now. I'm looking <laughs> at a damn dry chicken sandwich. And Part that of stupid piece of lettuce on there has got to go. Yeah, the, ch the fried chicken sandwich can't have vegetables on it. No, no. shit. Just um, put pi the pickles. That's all you need is the pickles. Maybe a slaw. Uh, but also that sauce was really important, that mayo yes. that they have on there. So, okay. Finally, the FBI says those Black Friday and Cyber Monday super sales are not only a boom for your bank account, but they may also reap serious rewards for cyber criminals intent on causing <laughs> harm. Now, They're really having a great year, aren't listen, they? Listen, a great life at this point. Um, we've all been talking about how we think everything in our houses are like watching us, listening to us, and sending data back to the Russians or Amazon, which is probably the same thing at this point. Um, it says, in a pre-holiday message to consumers, the FBI field office is warning that, quote, smart TVs, televisions equipped with internet streaming and facial recognition capabilities may be vulnerable to intrusion. In in addition to outlining how new advanced technologies or technological features risk allowing television manufacturers and app developers, 
developers to snoop on consumers. The Bureau says malicious cyber actors may also take control of unsecured smart TVs and potentially wreak havoc on unsuspecting owners. Well, this is like that story we talked about a couple of weeks ago where, uh, you know, people hacked into this this family's home. They turned the heat up to 100 degrees. They started playing scary music. I mean, it's terrifying to see what these people can do. Yeah. I mean, anything that is connected to the Internet could seemingly be hacked. I get worried about, like, the cars that people can hack into because they're connected to the Internet. Your TV, your your laptop camera, all that kind of stuff, the iPhone camera. I'm just worried that they're going to judge me for my watch history. Oh, Oh. They're going to be like, she's been watching Sugar Rush for the past four hours? Absolutely. Um, You know what? That's a good place for us to go. (laughs) Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. It's about time for us to land this plane. But before we do that, we want to remind you that if you go to wearechannelq.com right now for your chance to win a trip for two to Vegas with airfare, hotel, tickets and a meet and greet with Lizzo that is waiting for you on our website so go to wearechannelq.com for round trip tickets on an airplane for you and your guest you're going to get two nights at the Cosmopolitan Hotel tickets to the Lizzo concert meet and greet passes to be able to meet Lizzo and then a thousand dollar shopping spree Mm. like what else do you need I know we're about to land this plane but somebody's about to get on my favorite plane which is going (laughs) to see Lizzo on the Lizzo plane right, on the Lizzo plane (laughs) so go to wearechannelq.com for more information that's wearechannelq.com for more it is time for the happy ending Uh, I'm feeling extra saucy today because I'm about to get on a, a plane of my own. Yes. Heading, heading to a different country. And I learned a lot today uh, about, you know, the, the, the formal wear and the it's traditional Indian gowns. Do you gowns. feel more ready? I feel a lot more ready. And, okay. and Emmy has sent me the audio of that phone call with Stella so that I can play it for Katie and we can really... Well, you're packing tonight. Half of this is just making her feel better about it, to be honest. <laughs> uh, it took a lot of convincing just to get her to not want to spend $1,000 on saris here in the United States. States. Anyway, uh, happy ending time. You know, there's, of course, bummer things that we talk about sometimes in the show. It's, an, it's a time for us to uh, to wrap it all up in a nice positive bow and give it to you to take into the rest of your day. Do you have a happy ending there, Jarrett? I do. Emmy and I may have weird stepdad vibes. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever yes, that means. Yes, we did the quiz with Emmy and it yes. got the same result. But look at the bright side. It totally makes it okay for me to go buy that weird Tom Steyer bumper sticker. Yeah! Like, I feel like if I'm going to be the weird stepdad, I could totally be okay with that. And then bring it up in random conversation when it's not appropriate to bring oh, yeah. it up at all. Absolutely. Like, someone's like, yeah, anyway, I just joined this great gym. And you're like, Trump's a fraud and a loser. <laughs> I'm serious. TomSire.com. Yeah, TomSire.com. <laughs> What's great about the bumper sticker is that they should, like, make the Trump part removable so that you can just put other names in the future. Well, it seems to me like bumper stickers would be much better if they were magnets. Because, like, who wants to That's still be true. driving around with the 2016 I, or 20... Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I there should think be more that magnets. all the time. Yeah. Emmy, what's your happy ending? Also pertaining to weird stepdad vibes. <laughs> Jared and I may have gotten weird stepdad vibes, <laughs> but... I mean, at least I know that that quiz is complete bullspit because we have 
I mean, we have similarities, but I yeah. mean, we know we, we just, didn't even give the same answers. Though, we didn't. So. We didn't. Yeah, we and, took, we did it with her in the commercial break, and like it was yeah. complete BS. And I know Katie did it too during because she was listening and she looked up the quiz and did it, and she got weird stepdad vibes. I feel like there are two answers in this quiz. We're just it's like yeah, weird stepdad step, vibes, and then whatever the one I got was yeah. like weird aunt or what was what it? Did you get? it was, you oh, got chaotic. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. What's yours? Okay, mine is uh hold on i'm remembering it now as i speak so you don't you don't you didn't no, no, have anything no, 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 no. okay i just want to i want to point out ali always makes fun of me for not having a good one and she doesn't even have no, i i have it i just didn't, i didn't nothing. write it down no all right uh it might be a bummer that yeah tom steyer bought that that domain and it doesn't really matter it's not really going to change a whole lot like you said it's kind of a moot point uh but the good news is that I just finished my successful Seed and Spark campaign for my Woo! project, Butch Pal for the Straight Gal. We were overfunded, and my next campaign is that I have just purchased SaveThePelotonWoman.com. Okay. And you, you know can what? donate to my cause today. Bye, everyone. We'll see you next time. <laughs> on, the ne- on the next, drop the subject. On the next show, highlights from Wednesday's impeachment hearings, plus a brand new edition of Gay Gay Cray Cray. I'll be playing with Char because she's going to be filling in with me. Char Jossel in studio all day with me on Thursday. And then on Friday, Dr. Jen Mann's going to be here. Drop the subject. 12 to 2 Pacific, 3 to 5 Eastern. On the new Channel Q.